And welcome back to issue 21 of TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunking crime. Together, we are the Woodward and Bernstein of the Dork Shared Gooniverse. Fire, my guy. How's it going? I'm doing well, Doc. How's um, how's this big week in DC Comics treating you? It's, it's been a doozy. I was both very excited and very skeptical at the same time. Very excited for both. Uh, Death Metal, which the conclusion was just absolutely tremendous. Um, and then excited and skeptical for Future State because you just don't know. You just don't know. There's, they're throwing so much at you. Uh, I've read a bunch this week. I know you have as well. Um, something that we will uh, we'll be uh, talking a little bit more about. Yes, we will be talking more about Future State a little bit later on in the week. We'll tell you guys more towards the end of this episode. But more importantly, Death Metal. I, I'll tell you what, the weird thing, we texted about it because I was under the impression, it's just me, I guess, misreading. If there's not pictures, I can't stick with the writing <laughs> is what it comes down to. But you um, he texted me, he's like, okay, which Future State books do you want to read this week and everything? I was like, well, wait a second, that's not until next week. Why are we? Get I know you like to get ahead of yourself as it is, but like, I was like, wait a second. Did I make a mistake? And lo and behold, Future State <laughs> is starting the same week as Death Metal. And I'm, I'm asking myself, how the heck does – okay, I, I don't know why why someone thought this was a good idea. It seems like a lot at once. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, to it's we it, fine, whatever. It's just one book for Death Metal, and then you got all this other Future State stuff. But I got to review the next Batman for Geeks Worldwide. You got to review Superman and Metropolis, right? Yep, sure okay. did. And Doc and I are reading all the other ones. Again, we'll talk about that more later. But Death Metal, I reviewed that as well. And look, put it simply, I, I tweeted it out. That's how comic book events are supposed to be done, period. If you're tired of that stuff, and, and I, I get it. Like, Doc, you've been worn down by them too over the years. I, I think other than Dark Knight's Metal, which I liked, but it was not as good as Death Metal, other than the fact that they, it was the introduction to The Batman Who Laughs, uh, like that, that right there. If you've been tired of events, I, I recommend you giving this one a shot, especially if you care about DC. Especially if you've been pissed off by what's going on, you know, on the big screen with DC. Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, they absolutely got it right. So I'm, I'm. You can read more about that on Geeks Worldwide too. Uh, was there anything? No, there's the only other thing that was non-future state or death metal related was Hellblazer: Rise and Fall, which is the finale, which I have been reviewing. I haven't gotten a chance to read that yet, just because. There's so much other stuff going on, but that's been a good run. That's Tom Taylor. Obviously, you know he's going to do a good job. Image Comics. Big. I was. I saw the cover for 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 this the third issue of this book that you're reading, Doc, and I'm, I cannot wait for the first first six issues to be done so you can talk about it and I can read it. I I can't wait to talk about it. I haven't read today's issue yet. Uh, this is a variant cover, so you're gonna you want to make sure you get to your store and uh, uh, you know, get on that. But this is you know. What you're going to see here is Doc's snappy new green screen. So the lettering here is green. So you get a nice little, little uh, you know, peeksy through. Uh, but look, McFarlane drew the do this cover. You get Spawn on there, and uh, I saw that, and I went from six to midnight. I had to have it. And uh, this book's been great. Uh, the series has been great. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, and I and I and I can't wait to share it because I want I want you to read it so that we can, you know. Maybe consideration for um, you know the last Ronin treatment, three Jokers treatment. Um, it's that good. Uh, I don't know how long this is supposed to run, uh, but huh. issue three came out today. Absolutely fantastic! I can't wait to, to jump in. Donny Cates is just just killing it right now. And uh, uh, as soon as the show is over, I'm going to uh, I'm going to open that bad Larry up and uh, 
give her a go. Well, I, I mean, I know you say that the last Ronin treatment and everything, of course, the, you know, whenever we get the second issue of that, we'll, we'll talk about it again. Yeah. You guys, you guys right. will all know. Doc has voiced his opinion on that, but this is, I thought you were going to, when we get to through the six issues through the end, of, assuming that's how long the arc is going to be, you know, right. per usual, that you were going to talk about it at that point. Cause I'm holding off so you can yeah, do that. No, I'll talk about it. And then I thought, eh. Cause I'm gonna say if you're yeah. if you're making me wait this whole time just so we could do that and, and I'm and I misread the situation. You know what? I'll, I'll make a I'll make a last minute decision and I'll let you know. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah. See, no, you know what? That everybody knows that's a bunch of bullshit. You are not making last minute decisions. You're a planner just like me. That's why we get along so well. All right. Uh, let's see. Boom. Had a first issue out this week. Did you pick it up? Uh, I have it. I have not read it yet. So okay. I've been um, with Future State. Um, and um, even though I, I only did the one review for Geeks Worldwide, right? We talked about you and I were trying to divvy up the books each week so that uh, when the time comes, uh, we can we can discuss them all and have a good knowledge of it and, and, and really be able to, to share with, with everyone whether Future State was a success or not kind of thing. So catching up on that took a little while. Uh, reading the book that I did for this week, uh, which I'll touch on a little bit more, um, was awesome. So I've had a ton of stuff to read this week, so I haven't read it. But The Last Witch, number one, came out. Um, boom, number one. It, it, it It's not like it's um, some of the boom that's been coming out lately has been like, you know, other properties that they're sort of turning into comic form. This looks like a nice uh, a boom original uh, artwork was a little cartoony in it, uh, but it looks interesting. So I can't wait to give that a go. You're a little cartoony. Anybody ever tell you that before? Actually speaking All of, time. I think Amy Joe Johnson, speaking of boom, doing stuff with uh, bigger properties that they're turning into comics. I think they have a deal going on with mighty Morphin power Rangers right now. And Amy Joe Johnson, I'm not exactly certain what it was, but I did retweet it out because like, eh. I know I've enjoyed reading reading uh, some stuff from that series. I actually just got myself a uh, uh, Ranger Slayer action figure too to go with my Lord Draken. So Very pretty nice. pumped about that. But uh, so okay, first issue of Boom. It's it's you've made that rule. It's a, it's a TLDR rule now, as we learned in the annual issue of uh, of this week. You know, you know, when you when you when you when you're the big wig on the show, you got to make decisions. You know? Oh yes, okay, yeah, part exactly. Here I am getting so frustrated about it all, and I, I, who am I? It's not it's not my place at all. But going back to what you said about the the um, future state stuff, there will be other people from Geek Worldwide, of course, reviewing it for the site and writing up reviews. Doc and I are not you know, hogging that entirely, but we will be reviewing it also at the end of Future State. We can do, you know, like we've done our annual. We have our interviews every once in a while. And we have um, other plans that we, you know, our, we had our holiday special. We are going to do an event episode strictly devoted to the, to the future state at the end of the event. So probably that last week, whenever that comes out. Because it's a little bit, it, it's a lot different, I'd say, actually, than than um, Death Metal. Where it's the yeah. seven issues, you have the tie-ins and all that stuff. We probably could have done it there, too. But you and I took different approaches to it. So yeah. now with this being just such a brand new thing. We figure we handle it a little bit differently and try it out, and maybe, maybe not. We we figured this out after the fact with death metal. So you know, either way, <laughs> uh, you actually picked up a random book from AWA, which I know you love love what they got going on there, and this sounds like an interesting story. So tell me a little bit about uh, Resistance Reborn. Yeah, so this is a, a book that I had on my radar, and then you know, sort of with the holidays and everything, it kind of you know. <laughs> Fell to the you know the bottom of the pile, but so when I was at the store today looking at books, I saw it. And I said, "Oh shit, I gotta I gotta grab that." So this is uh, Resistance Reborn from AWA Upshot. It's a it's a one shot 
uh, issue. And I guess what it is, it's sort of a a prequel slash origin book. So um, there's a a series at AWA called uh, Resistance. And so this book is sort of an origin to the heroes and the villains that take place in that superhero world. So uh, I grab this. I can't. I'm going to read it. And if uh, if you know if I like what I read, obviously, then I'm going to you know go back and I'm going to pick up you know five, six, however many issues uh, resistances over at AWA uh, and start reading that um, because it sounds like a great universe. And I, for me, this will be great because not having read it. I can, it's a good primer. So I'll kind of know what, you know, what to expect. And hopefully when I go, you know, if I go uh, to read that series, it'll just sort of make me appreciate it a little bit more. So um, uh, Resistance Reborn. Okay. And then there, and, and I know you got these a, f- a while back. You might've got them on Comixology. Was it Hotel? Was Hotel. That- yeah. When, when am I going to hear about this? Because I actually am dying to read this one because it does look pretty freaking terrifying. It is. So we t- I've talked about Ice Cream Man um, before, and this is Ice Cream Man on steroids in terms of just uh, it's batshit crazy horror, you know, just and it seems like it's very much in the same vein where there's sort of a uh, consistent narrator, but each book is its own story. And uh, this is only five issues, so I will be doing this sometime soon. I've I've read the first two. Uh, I have to muster up the courage to read <laughs> the last ones, but uh, I mean it, it's fantastic. I'm excited for that one. So that's I I don't think you can afford to wait until the, the till Halloween. No, no, no. I'll, maybe maybe I'll do this around Valentine's Day, you know, or something. Ooh, that is. I think that's good timing because uh, I don't know how many romantic books although deadpool technically right that movie was uh a rom-com right technically so yeah yeah. we could probably mix in a little bit of deadpool i'll have to to go and find something else for that speaking of that for marvel this week um i know thor 11 came out and i believe shine is reading that i'll have to check in with him and see how he feels about it i i could have sworn he was on it at least at the beginning but I know he had high reviews for it when it first came out. There's also uh, Star Wars The High Republic, first issue of that. I am definitely going to be picking that up. Uh, maybe at some point down the line, I'll devote an episode to it if I end up liking it. I think Charles Soule, who's working with Scott Snyder on Undiscovered Country, is writing that. So, of course, if he, you know, they've done a great job with that. I'm going to give Charles Soule a chance. And, you know, Scott, is, you know, who we've had on the show before, if he if he likes what Charles does, then I'm willing to bet that we're going to like what he does by himself too. Also, the Eternals first issue of that is out this week. I touched on that during Change My Mind in the Comic Book Minute. That's of course by your guy. Well, I would say more my guy now. Our Kieran. guy. Yeah, our guy. We can't share him, Doc. Sorry, it's not. <laughs> I'm not into that sort of thing. Sorry. Um, but Kieran Gillen is in charge of the Eternals first issue, and this is a title that. Some people might be interested in right away because of the movie coming out later in the year. But I was like, you know, oh, the Eternals. I get it. It makes sense. But I'm not going to read it. But with Gillen on it, yes. 100%. 100%. And I I, I couldn't tell you a damn thing about the Eternals. And I think a vast majority of people couldn't tell you about the the Eternals that aren't like, you know, super hardcore. And uh, I'm intrigued, one, because, you know, Marvel's decided to make this a part of what was it phase four that they're on now right it's and then again like you said you you put karen uh, karen gillen on it and 100 sold i've picked up the first issue i'm not going to read it because i know you said that you want to you got dibs right so yeah. but I, I wanted to have that first issue anyways because i like having first issues of things like these 
you know, for my collection. And then uh, hopefully, um, you know, what I might do is just grab it each week. And uh, and then when you do the show, at least I'll have it. And then I can read them all all together. So uh, very excited for this one. And there's also Symbiote Spider-Man. I don't know why I said it like that. Marvel Tales issue one, which I believe these are all one-offs. I think we've seen a few uh, Marvel Tales. I'm not personally picking that up. You're a big Spider-Man guy. Are you grabbing that? No, I'm not grabbing that. Okay. Um, I don't know. Some of these things that they're just, I don't know. I don't, I don't typically gravitate those book, you know, to those books where, you know, there's a bunch of little stories in them or whatnot. I mm -hmm. just, um, maybe, you know, well, no, it's, it's, it's sometimes, sometimes those are more catered toward, I would imagine those are more catered towards bringing in new members, you know, yeah. people who, who have read stuff in the past or thinking about getting into it, maybe towards kids. I don't know. Yeah. I know personally one that I've really enjoyed and I haven't been able to finish the second issue, but I actually have it in front of me on my, on my pile to read, but a uh, Wolverine black, white, and blood. I yeah. really, I, I thought the first issue that was really good. And the second one's good too. Yeah. I don't know how long that's going to be. I will I'll let you guys know when it's over, but I mean, I, these are, I think the, these Marvel shots are a little bit different, but I think it's all kind of yeah. same intention. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a neurotic thing for me. I, I want to grab a book and I just want to read one story. That's it. I don't want to, uh, you know, if you guys go and read Doc's review of, of <laughs> Superman and Metropolis on Geeks Worldwide, Doc is, the, he's very consistent. He's always on brand. You got to give yeah. him that, if nothing else. <laughs> but speaking of Spider-Man, this week, you have a Spider-Man book planned for us. And what made, what led you to talk to us about Spider-Man life story, Doc? So if, if the uh, – look at this, huh? Doc's got the green yes. screen here. For those right? who, aren't, who, those aren't, who are only listening to us on the audio channel, Doc got a green screen, and it, he clearly knows how to use it way better than Mac of Mac and Goo. He's got a Spider-Man background, and it looks absolutely kick-ass. So we, we've, we've sort of put this out into the universe a couple of times where we want to engage with our viewers, engage with our listeners, uh, because we do this, you know, for them as much as, you know, we do the show for ourselves. And uh, we had a listener, Mike Cassini, reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, this was right after I, I put the post of that uh, Spider-Man, it's a 55 cover. Yes. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. Oh, man. And so after that post, you know, he sent us a DM and said, I don't know if you guys have read Spider-Man Life Story. Uh, I just finished it. It was fantastic. You know, do you think you guys, you know, might, you know, consider reading that at some point? And so, yeah, I jumped on it. And I wasn't necessarily thinking about doing it this week, um, but I grabbed it on Comixology. And after I read the first issue, I said, yep, 100%. So it's got, it's got, uh, the the art's fantastic, the store's fantastic, and it's it's written by one of my guys. Get out of town. Do tell Doc who is it written by? So it's written by James. No, I'm just kidding. It's written by Chip Zadarsky. <laughs> oh, look right? at that. Chip Zadarsky. And uh I mean it is and I'll get into it in a few moments, but this is this is just such a classic Chip Zadarsky book. It's why I love his stuff so much. But Spider-Man uh life story, right? My Marvel. Right, uh, written by Chip Zdarsky, artist Mark Bagley, letters by VCs Travis Lanham, and uh, the colorist is uh, Frank uh, Darmada. And it was a six-issue book that uh, came out in 2019 or started in 2019. And I had heard of this book, um, and it, again, it was one of those things that was, yeah, it's somewhere in the filing cabinet. I've just, you know, it, everything's just kind of, you know, busting out right now. I wasn't able to, you know 
grab it. So when when Mike suggested this, I said, "Oh, it sounds familiar," and it just made perfect sense to to give it a go. And I've been dying to talk about this book since I finished it. I, I read it uh, rather quickly, and it's it's just a fascinating book. It, it, it it's very similar to Daredevil in the sense of the way Zadarsky approaches characters and and how he how he writes them. And so, with it being six books, each book. Uh, focuses on a different decade, starting with the 60s and ends with the 2010s. And what I love about it is that it's it's one sort of overarching arc throughout all six books, but each decade sort of focuses on a different aspect of Spider-Man and Peter Parker's life, obviously, but there's also different things, different stories that are the main focus of each book in each decade. Um, and there's, I believe, in every book, a moment that sort of made my eyes pop. I said, whoa. Really? And yeah, and so it was, whether it was a certain reveal, whether it was a twist, whether it was just a certain panel or a moment, there was something in every book that just made me go, holy shit, that was awesome. And okay. so what I've talked about a lot on this show with Zadarsky and his writing is that, you know, we, we, we love comics because it gives us a chance to, you know, we, we takes us to a sort of a fantasy world, whether it's superheroes or actual fantasy or if it, whatever it might be. And it, it, it allows us to escape, but what Zadarsky and Tynan and Gillen and Lemire and all these guys do is they give you a great story, but they also give you really good characters. And, what Zdarsky, I mentioned this on Daredevil, what he does a great job of is he takes these heroes, even villains, and he makes them relatable. You you can you can either sympathize or hate, but you you under you there's there's something that you just relate to, you 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 can understand. And with superheroes, we 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 know they're superheroes with flaws, but generally when you think of a superhero, you're thinking about someone with superpowers as something a larger, you know, you know you know, a large, this huge, large life. And, and you don't think about them as being just also human like yourself. Right. And because we, we, for so long, it was always like Superman and yeah. to some extent, like Captain America right. were your definitions of these are superheroes. This is what yeah. you strive to be when you think of a superhero. And you don't think about them. Batman sort of, you know, being a different case study in and of himself. And which is why seen... he's been so popular for so long. Yeah, and we and you see more of these characters coming along, Red Hood and and uh, you know characters with flaws. But what Zdarsky does so well is he 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 breaks these characters like down, so they have to claw and fight back and rediscover their purpose. He's done that with Daredevil, and he does a great job in that with this with both uh, Peter Parker, you know, and Spider Man. You know, so it starts in the '60s, and what was the uh, the biggest thing that you know that happened in the '60s? It was the, the Vietnam War. And, you know, there's, this is not a spoiler. There's just this internal conflict, you know, Captain America decides he's going to go fight in the Vietnam War and Spider-Man's, you know, in the sixties. And when this book takes place, he's 15, 16, 17 years old, 18 years old. And he's, do I go there or do I stay here? What do I do? And there's that conflict. And that's one of those arching things that, that he 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 fights and he grapples with throughout the entire arc of this book. And when we get to the 2010s, he's a he's a very old Spider-Man. 
Hmm. which is which is which is cool to see and so you see this growth you see these ups and these downs and that's what i love you know about chip zadarsky so much is that again he makes them relatable because we've all had peaks and valleys in our lives and 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 you feel it and you and you get it and you understand it and and, and it just makes their 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 rise back up that much uh, more impactful is he 60 by the end of the book, Spider-Man? 60, 70s. Yeah, he's old. He's an old dude, you know, by the end of the by the end of the series, which is another thing that I liked because that's another thing with comic books. Oh, Outside yeah. of like, you know, uh, the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Returns, right? We don't see our characters age. Right? I think Punisher is the only one who's never reverted backwards in his only I think he's gone forward. I think it's only him. Yeah, I think so. So, but we're so used to seeing Spider-Man yeah. as a young, quippy, you know, character. And this, he's, I don't want to say he's the antithesis of that because he does have, you know, especially, you know, in, in the 60s book, he's, you know, more joking and, and more outgoing. But you get a real person there and you mm -hmm. see, you know, him as he's growing throughout the various stages of his life through the different things that he's experienced and dealt with. And you see some of that quippiness, some of that humor, some of that joy leave him. And he becomes sort of this middle-aged, grumpy-ass man. And so, so it's like old man Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Not not quite as uh, as uh, you know mean or you know as a prick as Logan, but you know you see that right. You see you see him sad. You see him angry. You see him hurt. You see him destroyed. You see him, you know, early on, you know, in and and late at his best. And there's some great twists and turns. The overarching story in this is just like I said, just kind of makes your eyes pop and uh you know we get a lot of the characters that we all know and love I mean, oh we do got, yeah i mean you mary jane's in there dr octopus is in there you know uh, uh you know uh reed richards is in there uh you know and but you know you get some of these just tweaks to their characters and their personalities and you know zadarki Zadar this is not a um Oh, you know what? I'm not going to say it. Oh, it's not a spoiler. You it's not a spoiler, but I'm not going to say it just because I want people to, you know, sort of experience. You know, if they if you go out and read this book, uh, experience for itself. I mean, it's it's in the synopsis, but I'll, I'll still save it. Um, yeah, you don't need to go see the synopsis now. Your doctor yeah. already put a stamp of approval on it. Yeah. So it's just, it's 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 such a it's such a great book, and I'm very I'm very glad that you know Mike sort of had said, oh yeah, you know. Give, give this a read because it brought it back to the forefront for me and the writing's good and the art's fantastic as you can for those watching you can see the uh, the picture behind me um of of this cool uh spider-man and it's it, this is the 80s well this is a variant of the 80s cover okay that um, makes sense because with the colors i was wondering if it's all if, if it all has that kind of theme no okay. no this is um the the colors are um you, you typical right it's 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 almost got um, you know, a retro feel to it. At least the covers, you know, the original covers of each book have a retro, like, um, like a Time magazine kind of like person of the year kind of look to it with Spider-Man on it, and it's a Spider-Man-like story. So the art, the art's really great. Uh, but I, I loved this cover for those watching and for those who've you know seen me post on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We we like to put the art on there as well. But yeah, such a well-told story. The art's great. The action's great. The story's great. I mean, this is just an absolute home run. Um, of a book.
Okay, so we have a lot of Spider-Man fans, I believe, in the DSG. I think, in, I mean, look, I, I, I've said it before. I like Spider-Man, but I'm not like you where he's at the top. Of he's obviously a great character and everything, but he just, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because he's so mainstream and that's part of why. Um, and, and you can't love every single mainstream character in the same manner. So if, if we're talking, if someone's listening to the show that is thinking about getting back into comics, more just likes to listen to the stories that that are out there. So, so you know, to some extent, do you think this is a good Spider-Man book for them to at least pick up and try if they're just looking? Yeah, you know what? It's Spidey. I, I want to give one a shot. Would you recommend this one first or top of the line at least? So, I mean, it depends. If someone's never read Spider-Man before and they have, they don't really have a. a you know, a, a great concept of who the characters, maybe not because the one thing I actually do love about this book, one of the things I love about this book, actually I should say, is that it doesn't give you the origin story. Mm -hmm. It's assumed that, you know, now there's references to, uh, you know, what happened, you know, a couple of panels. He talks about this recurring dream that he has. And it's, you know, the moment where, you know, uh, he lets the guy go that ends up killing Ben, but uncle Ben, but, there's no real origin story with this. So I would say like, if you're absolutely new to Spider-Man, this might not be the book I'd recommend. Um, but if you're familiar with the character, that's kind of more what I meant. But if you're familiar with the character and, and, and you know, you know I like Spider-Man, but I haven't read a ton of Spider-Man a hundred percent. I would read because it's, it's, it's a fascinating character study. It's a, it's a different take. Not, not, not a different take, but it's, it tweaks the Spider-Man that we all know and love because it's it's just not it's not more of the same. It's something different and it's That's, unique. Yeah. And you know, for for someone like you, where Spider-Man's not your favorite, um, you know, or you just not a bit, you don't read a ton of Spider-Man. I would say, without a doubt, read this book. You're gonna love it. Okay, hundred percent. Because I when I like when you're this, this sounds like kind of a black labelish type thing where we're dealing within the brand still, but it's not necessarily, it's not really Canon. And there's not, and in this case, there's not that like line of delineation or whatever, which fine, whatever. I mean, I think you, I, I know just from you talking about it, that this isn't, this isn't Canon. Like this doesn't necessarily have an impact on anything else that's going on. It's just a fun Spider-Man story where Zdarsky's putting his own little spin on it. And he just takes a character that we love maintain certain principles but then just twist things one way and then twist things another where it's like we're still dealing with peter parker spider-man but it's just a little bit a little bit different yeah i would say it's not it, it wouldn't be like full out black label like we've seen with some of the other no, stuff no, not right? like that. but it's 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 close enough to what we all know and love but just different enough and 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 and, and you'll know that when you read it because you know there's there's certain things like yep these are events that happened these are characters, but as we know them to be, they didn't quite happen this way. Gotcha. And because it's actually following a timeline where Spider-Man ages, that just inherently is going to change certain dynamics. Mm -hmm. And it's it was a great way for Zdarsky to write a character because it's not like you know Scott Snyder say taking over you know doing his thing with with death metal or you know Sean Murphy doing his thing you know with Batman where there there it's it's a very specific timeline you know what i mean where this spans decades and we see him age and the 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 ability to have this character zigzag throughout those decades uh was absolutely fascinating and we haven't seen that 
mm-hmm. in Marvel. We've we've seen it, you know, when Frank Miller did his thing, but even that was, you know, um, it wasn't spread out over a long period of time. We just saw it was just a snapshot of Batman at this age, right? Which was different than what we'd seen, but this it's just I don't know. It was absolutely fascinating to read. Quick little aside, you brought up Sean Murphy and what he did with uh, the Murphy verse, Batman, yeah. White Knight, Curse of the White Knight, and of course Katana Collins, who we spoke to a little bit a little while back, I think in November. You guys can go listen to that interview right, right around when um, the Harley Quinn story started uh, for in the in the Murphy verse. I'm caught up. I'm, I'm on the third issue finally. Um, I know you reviewed it the week it came out and everything. You've taken over that one. Do you remember what you gave the third issue? I think I gave it a nine. Even I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good grade. I thought it, there are a couple of things like the, the what's going on with the story is taking some weird turns, and yeah. I, and now I'm like, I, I there are a few questions I I have no answer to right now. Yeah. Like, that to me that is, when you're talking about ongoing series or or you know something special like this, if I can if you can answer some questions for me, maybe one or two, you can you know maybe leave one unanswered for a little while, but make yeah. it make me feel like I'm gonna get an answer later on. But if you can then create two three more questions for at, at, by the end of the book it's like oh god that like last that's panel yeah right yes. oh yes smoke. that last the last like three pages yeah before, I, was like, I was wait what huh I, i'm so i'm so confused what about that. Damn sure. but like like the, the 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 dots are connected enough where it all makes sense there's no sense yeah. of reaching so it's you know unlike you know what goes on on the big screen in dc but that's that's beside the point so all right so kind of circling back to, to what i was asking you before because I want to get this clear. I get with me, look, any book that you, you, you're talking about to me, I imagine I'm going to like it because we have very similar tastes. We're just like on, we're kind of like in parallel lanes when it yeah. comes to stuff. So I'm thinking, you know, look, I know Shime likes Spider-Man. I think the dork guys likes, both like Spider-Man a lot too. I don't know how much they, they read them. But with um, my, I'm, what I'm asking is like Billy D, your, your co-host on, um, yeah. I've heard it both ways, who loves to take shots at me, but whatever. You know, I, I, I would never do that to Billy D, whatever. And with and Wes, who loves Spider-Man, they don't read comics, but they know the characters pretty well. They read them maybe when they were younger. They've watched the movies and all that stuff. For, for guys like that, would you recommend this book? 100%. Okay. Hundred percent, right. because they have more than a cursory knowledge of the character, right? They know the background, they know the origin, and all that. Mm-hmm. So this, so so at least having that base knowledge, knowing you know the character, and knowing you know some of the you know uh, the the rogues, and you know some of the the allies and and everything. This is a great story in mm-hmm. a vacuum. It's a great story. And I would recommend it to them in a heartbeat. I don't. I know Davey's a big Spider-Man guy. I don't know if he's read Life Story or not. Um, I know this would be right up his alley. Um, so the only, I mean, the only people really I wouldn't recommend this to is new readers to Spider-Man. Gotcha. Like new young readers to Spider-Man, or people uh, who don't know how to read, like the Mac and Goo podcast. Well, you know, give them subtitles. <laughs> and they might be yeah, give 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 to them on audio. They might they might. Oh, they might so, so 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 let, let them follow along while we while we hear. You, yeah. you know you can record you can record Again, for them. I'm swagging to it. She <laughs> can at least read. There <laughs> <laughs> oh, we go. That's perfect. So now Mac Goo, you guys can read Spider Man Life Story, and then you'll hear the the, the soothing reading done by Swaggins. Oh God, it's safe. you know, we're gonna get them on board. We'll help them out. It's awesome. Right. Great idea. All right, so. Uh, anything else about Spider-Man life story before we move over to my book? No, no. I just, uh, you know, I love it. Go read it. You're going to, you're going to be thankful that you did. 
Okay. Now, what's funny about your your you're going with uh, Spider-Man Life Story this week. Of course, you had somebody recommend it to you, and we did actually get another recommendation that I think I will end up getting to probably next week. But what's so funny, Doc, is you've been you've done a lot of Marvel books lately. You've done you did Carnage, yeah. you did Venom. I'm sorry, Absolute Carnage, Venom, and now you did the Spider-Man book. And it's just I've done we've we, obviously you've done a healthy amount of indie books, yeah. just smaller publishers. But I found like it just seems like lately I'm doing more of the indie books than than you are. It's just it's just funny how that works. How it, you know? But that's obviously you know we we have a good mix. But it's just I I always thought because I think for all of you know you had basket full of heads, but for all of Dorktober, I guess on four out of the five books in, Do in Dorktober, you did indie books. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm correct. All right. So anyways, I have another one this week. And of course, if you guys are checking out on Twitter or on Instagram. You saw that I am talking about the darkness, which is from image comics, top cow studios, which is run by Mark Silvestri. And I'll tell you what, doc. So I, I talked about Aphrodite and the way I found out about the darkness, cause this is a, this is a nineties book. And actually, again, I met Matt Hawkins, Back at, um, was it 2018 Boston Fan Expo? I think it was. I met him there. That's where I found out about Aphrodite 9. And then I also got one of the the origin, the, the first uh, trade. I believe it's the classic one. I don't have it in front of me right now. But he helped edit that one and put it together where you get you have a uh, the darkness crossing over with Batman and then him crossing over with Superman as well. Two separate issues there. Which again, like that's, it's the 90s. So it's a much different time. You're not dealing with movie studios in the same capacity as you are now. Um, but of course, the crossover is still finding a way. But I met Matt Hawkins there, and he and I saw the cover for it. And I was like, I, I got to get this thing right away, no questions asked. And then I got Aphrodite Nine, and Hawkins was supposed to, I guess, I don't know if it was, um, you know, if they were going to revamp the darkness or pick up where he left off. I thought it was the the, the former, but I, either way, I don't think it happened. I would have read it because it was supposed to come out in 2019, and I was definitely looking for it. Um, at you know during the course of the year, never saw it. So hopefully, you know, Image Top Cow they can get on that at some point because I absolutely love Jackie Estacado, total badass. First, before I get into that further, this character was created by David Wall, Garth Ennis, and Mark Silvestri. Now there are a lot of different people involved in this as you go through some of the trades. You'll, you know, but David Wall's name is, is he writes a lot of this stuff. Garth Ennis, you'll see him involved quite a bit, and then Mark Silvestri is the primary writer. But I saw again, I, there's a lot of names, and that's why I'm not getting into the colors and the letters, and there are different pencilers involved too. But I'll tell you what. So with with um, you know, I talk about Todd McFarlane a little bit on this show, and and we're, we're probably I don't know if we're ever going to do a Spawn episode. You don't read Spawn, and I and I love that character. Yep. He's, he's just he has he has such a great look. But I love McFarland's art. He does a great job with his toys too. But his art to me is, I I think '90s when I think of Todd McFarland. When I think '90s, I think Todd McFarland's art. But at the same time, he's so much. He's like larger than life that he kind of transcends that a little bit. Now Sylvester's obviously a legend in his own right in the business too. One of the founders of Image Comics and and an amazing artist to me. He is like like '90s comic book art. That's him, thousand percent. And that is a great thing because when they the way they do it, like there's I've seen some of the X Men stuff from the '90s too. Of course, Jim Lee is outstanding too, but yep. he's kind of on that same level as um, as McFarlane. Like the good '90s comic art, Sylvester. I think of him one thousand percent. Now I don't love every '90s art. Like like Liefeld, I know he's a legend in the business, but he's like there are just some things. He yeah, not not yeah exactly. Not for me, dog. Yeah, not for me. Just, he doesn't. The, the way he goes about it is the stuff that I guess I didn't necessarily like from the previous generation. He kind of 
grew off that more. But hey, to each their own. I just like he's had some covers that I liked. I know his snake eyes stuff. He's got some pretty cool covers. But anyways, uh, maybe if he could draw feet better, then we wouldn't have that issue. <laughs> now, okay. yeah, yeah. So maybe <laughs> never mind. I'm not gonna go further on that. All right. Um. Anyways, let me ask you something though, Doc. Before I go any further. If you could have superpowers, we're talking like kick-ass superpowers. Like you have like venomish type powers, and but the thing is, you can't have sex ever again. Otherwise, you will die. Would you take those powers? Hell no. Really? No. Yes, I've experienced one. I've never experienced the other. I know what <laughs> I'd be missing on one hand. I've got no idea what I'm missing on the other hand. <laughs> I, you know, and, and, and even though the percentage I'm 39, I'll be turning 39 in March. And even though the percentage of the amount of times that I've, you know, ex, you know, experienced, uh, you know, you know, sharing a warm bed with a lady, uh, even though that percentage is minuscule in the grand scheme of things, I've still taken that over whatever, whatever asinine power I may have. Uh, that I have no idea what it's like. We're so. talking super strength. You have control of like demon monsters. You, you know, and, and have you ever felt that poison surging through your body when you've been on a cold streak? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not living with that. I don't care what power I've got. I'm not living with that. We should yeah. have. We should have. Uh, we should have Mac on on the show. See if he can expound upon that poison that you're addressing uh, <laughs> a, li a little bit more. So, <laughs> anyways, all right. Then, then let me ask you this. How long, if you, let's say you have these powers thrust upon you, this situation that you don't want to deal with is thrust upon you. How long do you think you last before you die? Because you have to have sex. Well, so this is a different question. Yeah, I'm yeah. a short, stocky fellow. So unless that superpower is, uh, you know, handsome, good looks, you know, it'll probably be a long time, you know, <laughs> if I'm not married already, you know, then that's a, that's a, that's a different, you know, that's a different beast. Okay. Right? You know, me being able to go out and, and you are you know, married though, like you, you, that's what I'm trying. Like that's well, I know I'm. A, I'm. A, but you know, I'm asking the scenario. Am I married in the scenario? You're, or you're you, Doctor Joe, right now. Well, you know, uh, probably not long. I'd probably be a, a dead man. But you know, <laughs> if I'm a single guy and this power is thrust upon me, and if it's not dashingly good looks, strong chiseled chin. I'm probably going a long time. I'm probably living the rest of my life as a superhero. And well, <laughs> then you wouldn't want to be Jackie Estacado because that dude is, is uh, he's a band rocket for sure. Oh, and yeah. I'll tell you. And then he gets these. So the way that he gets his powers this is not a spoiler. This is you, you can find this anywhere very, fairly quickly. And obviously this book's been around for a long, long time. And you can guys, you guys can go get it on Amazon. It might be available on Comicsology too, but this is not a book. You're, you might find it at some comic book shops, but there's a lot that probably aren't going to have it. Of the three that I tend to frequent, I've only seen some of them at one, but it's it's not, not the darkness is not easy to find. Now, Jackie Estacado, he gets the powers of the darkness thrust upon him when he turns 21 years old. And what happens is when you have, when you, once you get the powers and you have intercourse with a lady, you can't do anything, period. Like you just, you can't even relieve yourself. Yeah. So, it, because you, if you yeah, so you're once you um, basically the powers of the darkness are transmitted by having sex. So your kid is guaranteed to be, I believe, guaranteed to be a son, but either way is guaranteed to get the powers of the darkness. And they have no one knows. They have no clue. So 
you're it's kind of you're kind of in a tough spot. But this, what what I like about this character so much, like the art is awesome too. I think that little twist that they have is um, is interesting, and also the, um, Jackie Estacado originates from the hit. Top Cow Image Comics series, Witchblade, which I have not read, but I absolutely want to do that at some point. It's just kind of one of those that I've, I've seen before. It, you know, you get a fe strong female character, so I'm in on that. I, I want to give it a shot down the line, and it's been obviously been around for, for quite a while. But Jackie is a mafia hitman, and he finds out he gets these powers, and then there's a certain group that like kind of knows about him a little bit, and that's what he deals with early on. But in general... What I like about him so much is the, you know, especially in the '90s, you get that, you know, that surge of antiheroes, and in yeah. time, we've gotten more antiheroes. You know, Jason Todd, he's a pain in the ass as Robin, but you get you bring him back as an antihero, and guess what? Everybody freaking loves him. Now they try, like, see the fact that you go and call him a hero, kind of to some extent or whatever. I, I don't like that's not what Red Hood is supposed to be. He's not supposed right. to be a villain. And that, that we saw him shift away from that fairly quickly, and that's fine. But he's not like he's he's not a good guy. Like he's doing stuff because it's he because he's tired of the bad shit that's going on. It doesn't mean that he's going to do it in the right manner. He's not going to do it like Batman is. So that's what I liked about Red Hood so much at first. But when I but when I talk about like with Jackie Estacado, oh she's <laughs> sorry, brick in the chat is distracting me. Anyways, um. With Jackie Estacado, I'm dealing. We're dealing with a character who is what I think a real anti-hero is supposed to be. He's not. He's not a good dude. He's do. He's like he's he caught, he t carries out a hit, and then people are trying to respond to him. And even though he's probably not, he's supposed to kind of let things go. Or maybe wasn't supposed to carry out that hit. He's gonna he's gonna continue to clap back at them because it's like, hey, I'm not I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. I have these freaking powers. Get out of my face. He like, there's no. I don't think he, I think there's like a good guy kind of underneath and that's fine. He has like a soft spots like everybody does pretty much. Even, you know, the most evil individuals ever, they have their soft spots, I think. But with, with Jackie, he's all about, I'm just going to do what's best for me. This is what an anti-hero is supposed to be. So if you like that kind of character, if you like this kind of artwork, which I would imagine most comic book fans are going to like Mark Silvestri's artwork. I highly recommend you giving this giving this a look. Um, it's a character who you probably haven't heard a ton about. I don't think we'll ever see him in a show or a or um, or a movie. Um, obviously, he's been you know kind of behind. We haven't seen much of him over the years, but I just think that the that the what we see with the artwork in here it make it hard to do a really good job of bringing that to the big screen. I just don't know if CGI can do that properly. We've seen what happened with. Um, with Venom, of course. Now I know that's Sony versus Marvel, but you're not going to have Disney operating on this. I don't, you know, I don't know if Warner Brothers is going to be doing, it, but obviously they've screwed up with their CGI through the years. And I think that's such an important part of this character is his look, because where we've seen like with like a Scorpion, right, where he has like that half mask, and, and Red Hood ha has adopted that as well, at least um, leading into Future State and everything he did. I I don't know like I, I like that is an important part of him, but then there's just so much more in, that goes with that character that makes him crazier. So I, I don't know if he would translate necessarily as well. There now, do people that are trying to take this guy down just constantly send hookers to his house? That is definitely a theme in the first arc. Because I sure. would go full Lawrence Taylor, and I would just constantly send cocaine and hookers to this guy's house, right? And uh, boom, problem solved. 
that is definitely a theme throughout the early on and and going and continuing forward that they want to try and dupe him into it. But he knows, like he, he you know, after it doesn't, it takes a little bit, but he knows, like I just like I at first like I can't do it because now I know, and then he starts dealing with this struggle, which I find it it's a weird one. Like we, we've talked about how you deal with characters that, or we like characters and stories that really develop a character. To where they, you know, they where they go through these trials and tribulations that we can kind of empathize with. With Jackie, it's a little different, and, you, and I don't want to read the same thing all the time. I want a little bit of edge and a little bit of like I don't give a shit. And I, I feel like we've we've we get that with some antiheroes now, but not enough, especially when we're talking about the big two, like Deadpool. He's kind of like just more of a wacky hero now. I love him. I think there's like, you know, you get, you know, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Of course, that's an exception. But when you look at his main line, again, I'm enjoying it, but mm, I don't necessarily feel like he's an anti-hero right now. Red Hood kind of turned more into like a street level hero like Batman it normally is. Gotcha. With the darkness, yeah, no, he's, he's not a hero. So how, how do they, I mean, I understand like discovering superpowers, for example, that might be like, you discover that sort of in the moment, whatever the superpower might be. Now, they're not told if they if they start to you know engage the lady that mm -hmm. they're going to die, right? So how yeah. how does one find out? Like, does like they start to have like a mild heart attack when they start pounding off, or no, do they start this, to go into a seizure, or what the hell happens? This the 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 powers of the darkness. First of all, can only come up when he's not in in sunlight. I don't yeah. know if if like. I know this sounds like a weird techno thing to get hung up on, but I don't know if like lamplight, I don't think something like that is going to bother him, but sunlight, he cannot use his powers in. And he's also got these little like demonic creatures. Like he has some big ass ones that he yeah. learns how to summon, but then he's got these little ones that, that pop up and are always hanging around or whatever. So these guys, as much as they're somewhat of an annoyance for him, they also kind of help him learn some of the basics and what he has to do. And they also help him fight occasionally. They're, they're a nice little comic relief. Are they with him all the time or only at night? They can only show up in uh, in dark. Well, it doesn't necessarily oh, have so to be. He can he can he can bet a lady during the, uh, you know uh, you nope. can have a little afternoon delight. No, nope, no, he can't have it. Period. That is sex is completely off limits, and you only. And I didn't throw that element in there because I just I right. figure it's tough enough. Like, hey, you have powers and you, you can use them all the time, but you can't have sex. This guy can't use his powers when the lights on him. Jeez, the sunlight. Excuse me, man. This is, this sounds like a curse more than anything. It is a curse. Yeah. So, yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. No, I want no part of that. I want no part of that. I want to be able to, you know, have you my know, cake and eat it too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I well. So, but that's and that's another reason why with this character, it's like he's he's not a good guy. He's not. And he's taken out some bad people, but not necessarily for is the there, right reasons. Is there anything in the plot of the story? And and I, if this is a spoiler, just tell me to kick rocks. But. Mm. Is, is, is there a way for the character to get rid of this? Is, is this something that he attempts to do or is it just, no. he's got it, he lives with it and that's, that's it. No, this is what you're born with it and you live with it. You just don't know you have it until, you know, I will say he, he definitely had some stuff going on with ladies beforehand, yeah. uh, before he was 21 and that's totally fine. But once you turn 21 and you get these powers, that's it. Well, that is my one probably criticism of this book is when I look at Jackie Estacado, I don't look at that guy and say, that's a 21-year-old man. If that's a 21-year-old man, he should be lining up, you know, on the other side of Dak Prescott or something like that. So that's, <laughs> he's much of a beat. So that's that. It was, I don't really care. I mean, then you just move – you change it so the age is like 25. But Right. But yeah, that, that, and so you rent a car, you know. 
Exactly. Yes. But 21, I get it. It's, you know, it's an important birthday for a lot of people, pretty much everybody. So yeah, the day you can legally drink, we're going to strip you of uh, all the wonderful things that that alcohol, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you get some, you get a lot, like, especially in that first arc, you get a lot of people trying to pull him in different directions and he's not, a, he, he, this is not somebody who has time or patience for right. the responsibility that's been thrust upon him. He starts to get a hang of it a little bit more, but even then he's, he's got, he's a, he is a mafia hitman. So he, that's what he knows. I mean, his uncle is the, the head of the, the mafia that he, he deals, the family that he deals with, or that he's in. So he's, that's what he's been around his whole life. That's, you know, and then, and then also if you get that, the, I think it's like the classic edition uh, trade, you get a crossover with him and Batman and then a crossover with him and Superman that are both pretty good too. You know, if you think of it, it's, it's kind of ironic actually that uh, a character like that would uh, be bestowed those powers considering his line of work. Mm-hmm. Well, the right. darkness doesn't necessarily sound like you know the the the, he, the people he can summon are like demons. Right, right. But that's the thing. It's you know, it's like you know, for his character, like you know, you you've lived this life. You're living this life where you do these 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 terrible things. So we're gonna we're gonna take one of the few joys that you may have left in your life. It's gone. You can't. You know. So that's, that's sort true. of you know. It's a nice little ironic uh, you know, twist on everything. There's actually a point where he says, like, my life was sex and violence. And now it's pretty much just one. Yeah. So, so it's like so the the general premise, maybe I was maybe I was wrong to say that before. Like the general premise of the story with the character does lend itself to, I think, a show or a movie now. And it, yeah. it's something worth dabbling in. I just don't know in terms of the looks if that can be pulled off. What they, like his suit is, and I and yeah. you guys can see the suit. It's uh, Doc tweeted out over on our Instagram page. He looks friggin' badass. I just have a tough time imagining that can be executed well in live action. Maybe you could do you know uh, like the Spawn uh, HBO uh, cartoon that they had a few years back. That would be really cool. Yeah. But even then, maybe you just make some modifications to his look so that way it it, it translates better to TV. But you got to make him look badass because that's part yeah. of that's. That's a big reason why I gave it a chance in the first place. The yeah. darkness sounds really cool. And Mark Silvestri and Garth Ennis are involved, and Wall for that matter. All right. And and now is the that the look. So it all kind of brought it together. And I've I've really enjoyed it. Awesome. 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 Yeah, I'll definitely uh, I think the first few issues I was looking on Comicsology because I was trying to uh, get some information I needed uh, you know, for the art and stuff. So I think on if you have Comicsology Unlimited, the there's there's um, the first few issues um, are free. I don't know if the first trade is free or anything like that, but it's definitely on there. So huh. if you're looking for it and you want to read it, you can go to Comixology. Uh, I'm sure Amazon has it as well. Amazon owns Comixology, but um, I, I, I'll definitely you know consider giving it a go. I mean, it sounds fantastic. The art was fantastic, and and it, all joking aside, the premise is really fascinating, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great great bit of irony there. So. Uh, definitely sounds like one uh, we're checking out. I'm very excited to hear your feedback on this one because with Aphrodite 9, I loved it. And, you know, Hawkins was involved with with, with the darkness, at least editing that, that tra- the first trade that I'm talking about, the Origins one. But I, like, this is, a, like, with Aphrodite 9, I can understand why it didn't get turned into a movie or a show, or whatever. I could see I could see that. And obviously, of course, when it came out, it was a little bit different, too. It's before this crazy boom right. where now comic books are taking over, or comic book stories are taking over TV and film. 
But the darkness is one that I look at and say, hmm, you know, Witchblade's a pretty popular character. This character originated from that. I would assume he would be pretty popular too. And then be able to make that shift into TV or somewhere, or they'd revamp the character at some point too. And I'm curious if you feel the same way when you read it, because seriously, it's just the look of the character is the only thing that would hold it back when it comes to life. Other than that, I I kick ass. He's got a great name, Jackie Estacado. That is that is a great name. It's a great mob name. You know, they, what they would probably do is, you know, they'd probably change the look um, of the character, you know, to make it fit. And so I, I, I know you said that would that would be play a big impact. I'll have to read it to, to see if it would have the the same impact with me. But if they were to do it, I, I I'd imagine, you know, it, it sounds like something that would be great for like an HBO or maybe Amazon. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe Netflix. But Amazon seems to have um, – I mean, they're take. I can't wait until they do – they're doing a Lord of the Rings series, which I, I am dying to watch. Mm. And uh, something tells me they would probably be more willing – or HBO to, to give it that darker, grittier, you know, and, and, and hopefully have, you know, the money to, to be able to, to pull it off a little bit better. But, the, you know, it's one of those things where it, this seems like the kind of property where they would just completely change the look of the character – to modernize it or to make it yeah. fit with their things. So, and you could do that and it would still be like, it's still, I, it just still, the look needs to be badass. Like yeah. I, I'm still, I would still watch it even if the look probably wasn't, or at least I'd give it a shot, but that's just the, that is the one thing that I'm asking for. Get, yeah. First of all, make it into something and then, <laughs> and then still try and give him a cool look. But it, I would, I almost think it would be better if you don't go and tr- don't try to replicate what we see in the comics because yeah. it's just, it would be a little bit tough to do that. But, yeah. Anyways, all right. So the other, so we obviously you have them pineapple boys, which is are you guys doing episode seven for you this week, right? Episode seven tomorrow night at eight thirty. You can find us on uh, the Change My Mind podcast YouTube page. You can find us on the DSG. Facebook, oh, I'm sorry, the P, the the People's Communist Party podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, YouTube chat, uh, page. You can find us on the uh, the Dorkshire Universe Facebook page and also on my Twitch page. Yes, so that's broadcast live on Thursday nights. Of course, when we do our TLDR episodes in the middle of the day on Wednesdays, and uh, you'll be you're twitching as always. You always is nap time, Warzone, and then do you have the specific night? schedule too. So nice schedule it's, uh, it's been a little bit more infrequent lately, you know, with the holidays and everything and so the the steadiness of Naptime Warzone uh is is always there. Um I'm probably trying uh get on tomorrow night after them pineapple boys. Uh I'm supposed to so uh, we've had a recent addition to the uh, Madden League. All right, yeah. Heard, right? Yeah, uh, yes. Davey Eyeballs uh has joined the league. And um, rookie mode jumping up to all men. That's jumping up to all men. It's a it's, it's a big jump. So we actually play each other in week three, I believe. So uh, look for that to uh, to come up uh, in the next couple of days. I, I you know so so uh, Doc has been a little laissez faire with his Madden play. Uh, you know mm. uh, lately, I've, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm recommitted. I'm reinvigorated. I uh, I got you. I got you a suitable backup. I signed a. The, the 65-year-old Tom Brady to be your backup. Get out. Um, but I, he's my backup. But oh, I wow. drafted I drafted someone. He's going to be breathing down your neck a little bit. Late round. He got a hidden dev. William Delaney. Wait a second. You have two backup quarterbacks now for me? Well, I, I, I signed Brady before I drafted the, the quarterbacks. I didn't know I was going to take did you draft? When did you draft the quarterback? 
Uh, we did our draft Sunday night. No, no, no. What round did you – I know oh, when you did it. Uh, fifth round? Why did you waste a pick on a quarterback when you could have gotten me a wide receiver? Oh, I could – you're what? I just traded for OBJ. I've got uh, I've got third year player Joe Reed. Kid's a fucking stud. Doesn't drop a goddamn thing. All right. I still good. have Mike Williams. I got Hunter Henry. Uh, I drafted a nice young uh, uh, tight end for you. You got you got you got fucking Davy Eyeballs fullback. Hmm. Guy's got some stopped hands. Yeah, you I'm really gonna, like to feed the fullback. It's, it's I'm gonna send him downfield. He's gonna be fucking catching some fucking bombs. So uh, I've upgraded your offensive line. We're, we're 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 doing things. We're cooking. We're cooking in LA. We're cooking. Before we talk about the um, what we got planned for later on in the week as a little special for you guys, um, we and you bring up the Davy and the Dork Shared Gooniverse. We ha- we do want to kind of include what the other guys are talking about or reading. Excuse me in the DSG. Of course, you know you can listen to all their podcasts and find everything on the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse Facebook page. But most of them don't. And uh, we sent a lot to the guys today to kind of see what's what they've been going over and everything. I, we know that Keith just read Harleen. He's reading Undiscovered Country now. He's read The Last Night on Earth, which is a Scott Snyder book, a Black Label book. Um, for the, you know, and This isn't just comics because some of those guys don't read comics. Uh, Rossi, apparently, I didn't know this. He, he's, he reads Game Informer magazine. I didn't know Rossi was a video game guy, to be honest. No, hey, well, you know, Game Informer, are they free? You know, uh, going to the store, you, you grab it, maybe you get the newsletter, but he's he's getting his content. And as much as I make fun, make fun of Goo, I will give him this. Goo is reading, and um, I don't know if he's reading to Rafi or not, or if he's practicing before he reads to Rafi. Maybe, maybe that's where he can build up his confidence. I imagine Rafi is probably reading to him at this point. That, and so Goo's following on, kind of like your idea with swag, and that makes sense. All right. right. So uh, Goldilocks and the three dinosaurs. So. Very nice. And uh, I believe Mac is um, – he's got the Red Shoe Diaries on with the subtitles. <gasps> so I think he's reading that, oh, you know, wow. the yeah. cap. Session, subtitles action going on so you know oh, can, uh, you know get 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 a little bit more you know than what he's getting out of it oh look at that well i'm very proud of those guys for and of course we'll be, we'll be updating you guys uh, as we go along whenever we get any updates from guys in the group now last thing on friday doc actually came up with this idea of course we, we said we're going to be doing an event episode when future state wraps up we won't necessarily do this for every event but we're probably going to do it with some of the bigger ones at least the ones that doc and i are interested in and this one, we, you know, Doc's going to be reading at least, there's half the books Doc has been assigned to, half the books I have been assigned to, to make sure we, we read. Both of us may read the entire thing, whatever, you know, the more we read, the better for the sake of that episode. But leading up to it, because there's so much going on, we are actually going to do little um, tie-in episodes, one-off episodes. I don't know how exactly we're going to label it yet, but they're going to be exclusive to Doc's Twitch page. And the DSG Facebook page might put it out on Twitter too. We haven't decided necessarily on that quite yet, but we're just going to be talking about the books that came out that week. You know, just a short little conversation with you guys, let you know what's going on spoiler free. And, uh, There'll be new books coming out each week. You know, we'll, we'll be setting – like I'm going to be sticking with the next Batman. Doc's going to be sticking with the Superman and Metropolis. But there will be other books to draft. So yeah. we'll, pro- we'll be doing that at least this next episode and whenever it's applicable going forward. Yeah, I'm excited. It was, it was fun because we, it's sort of how we, we, we did uh, – how we decided who was going to read, how we we're going to split up the first uh, week of future state books. I picked a title. Then, you you know, we, we just been, went back and forth as a draft. I thought that would be fun to do. Um, just, you know, it's, a, it's just some little exclusive content that we can do a uh, quick 10, you know, 15 minutes or so, uh, kind of recap the books that were that week, spoiler free, as you said. And then when we get to the big event, 
you know, then we can go in depth, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Was it a hit? Was it a, you know, did it bomb? Uh, and then get into more detail, spoilery type detail with that. Exactly. And I, I think it was a, that was a great idea by you. And I'm very excited to do another. And that will not be available in audio form for you guys. We're just going to be doing video. We're going to keep it short. Um, so that way it's just, you know, quick little thing like with tie-ins and one-offs, you know, it's not mandatory for you to know what's going on. Cause we'll talk about stuff later, but if you want a little more in depth, you know, keeping up and everything, this is, this is for you guys. And also people are asking doc, apparently, or at least brick wants you to uh, do a stream of you reading to viewers who don't know how to. So I can you do got, that. You got Fox socks, a great tongue twister by the esteemed Dr. Seuss. Well, it looks like you're going to have your hands full over these next few days, Doc. Uh, until next week, stay sexy.